Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. Didn't he show up the last time? And the time before that, and the time before that. That tells us that we shouldn't doubt him. Because if he did it before, he'll do it again. Hallelujah. I give honor to God to be here before you today. To my bishop and my pastor, I honor you for allowing me to grace this place today. As you all know, we have been talking about fruition. And by now, you should know what we're talking about, right? So today, we're going to close out the fruit of the Spirit. And my topic today is going to be flesh versus fruit. How you living? See, I had the pleasure of speaking on my favorite subjects, which is faith meekness and temperance so let's go to galatians 5 and 26 and we have shared this with you so you may know it by heart and can help me read it today and it reads but by the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. This is to tell us that we need to walk in the spirit. Now, I want to take you on a journey. Will you walk with me this morning? We are going to break down the final three because they show us how we handle opposition and temptation. Faith is reliance. It is trust. It is belief in God's promises. The ability to trust God's plan and walk hand in hand with him. Despite what you may or may not see. It is confidence to know that whatever God promised you, it shall be done. You cannot have faith in God without being faithful. So I'm here today today to tell you that you must be faithful to have faith in God. You have to know that it's not in my time, 
but in his time. For we know that believing is knowing. Do you know this morning? Know that God, what God says is true. Knowing that God will come through. Knowing that he knows you and knowing that you will get what is due based on your faith. Faith is confirmation that you already possess what you want and need of the physical in the spiritual realm. It is sometimes not instant like we would all like it, like a cup of instant oatmeal or instant coffee, but it has to grow inside of you by spending time with God. Ephesians 3, 16 through 17 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now being filled with the fullness of God ought to let you rest in peace right there. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That power that worketh in, in us is our faith. It goes on to say, unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. There is no end to it. He is going to continually provide for you. It is by your faith that you will be strengthened with his might. And I'm so glad that it's not my might. It is by his might. Faith, you know, is an action. It will cause you to call things that are not as if they were. Faith is not doubt. You can't have faith and doubt, God. We tend to become disappointed, disappointed when things don't happen when we want them to. God's time is not our time. Trust that he knows what is good for you. I can remember as a child, my grandmother saying to us children, if you know what is good for you, you will go sit down. <laughs> See, God is saying that to you now. God is saying, if you know what is good for you, sit down. If you knew means that you don't know. Because he knows, so you must wait for it. Faith is not for the weak. It is for the one who endureth until the end. The one that keeps faithing until it happens. The one that keeps trusting until it comes. The one that keeps believing until he shows up. How big is your faith? 
I know that we have activated our wonder twins, which is faith and wait. Faith and grace that he will come through. When doubt creeps in your mind, you have to activate your faith. When people try to creep in, you have to activate your faith. Tell the noise to be quiet for my bougie saints. And for my hood saints, tell the noise to shut up. My faith is working during this time. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. Your faith has to be what God says it should be. Walk around the things that you want to see in your life, even if it is imaginary for now. Make circles of faith around those things. See, as you're walking, you're crushing Satan under your feet. See, that is why he tries to knock us down while he tries to pull us out because he knows that when we get to our faith-filled feet, we can stand. Our posture for God that says, yet will I trust you, God. I will not doubt your word. I will believe what you said. Build your faith because faith with faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. By faith, Noah being warned of God, of the things that was not yet seen to come, he saved his family. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place, received an inheritance. By faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed. By faith, the Red Sea was parted. By faith, Geraldin was healed. By faith, Philip was healed. By faith, children will be born. By faith, bills will be paid. By faith, families will be saved. By faith, promotions are happening now. By faith, jobs are being prepared for you that you didn't even think that you were going to have. By faith, cancer is gone. By faith, diabetes is gone. On. By faith, COVID is over. By faith, things will become very clear that God is still a wonder-working God. What is the size of your faith? You must have big faith. Not little faith, you must have big faith. It is the strength of your faith that produces what you say you shall have. God said, if we say it, we can have it. If you believe it, you shall receive it. So how are you speaking to those things that you are wishing and hoping for in your life? You must have faith. Now let's talk about the meekness and the temperance, which goes along with your faith. These two have to do with how we use the power that is within us. A meek and gentle person is very strong. Most people think that they are weak. But one who knows how to use their strength wisely is a meek and gentle person. They think before they speak. They think before they act. They check themselves before they wreck themselves. 
that is not about to be you in this world today because we know that we must live in our fruit. You have to know that this is what God calls us to do. It is not about you, boo. I'm here to tell you it's about the Lord. Once you get that in your mind, you will live according to his word. I used to wonder why, as a child, I was brought up so strong-headed. I felt that I would never let anyone have control over me. I used to tell people, stop trying to control me. And a man, hmm, no. I am in control of this, is what I used to think. But then I met God, and I released that control over my life to him. Why? Because God is the mastery over me. He is the mastery over all of my actions. He is the reason that we are here today. This calls me to refrain from popping off all the time, telling you what you could control in my life. But if you take the time to evaluate your flesh versus your fruit, you will develop meekness and temperance. My flesh wanted me to not let anything control me, but my fruit needs to turn over all of control to him because he controls my actions. If you belong to Christ Jesus, you crucified the flesh with his passion and his desires. You see, because your flesh will do a whole lot of things. Your flesh empowers your mouth, sometimes for good and sometimes for bad. Let's take a moment to see how you're living. Flesh, or sin nature as some may call it, is in competition with your spiritual nature, but they can't exist together. They are in conflict with each other. Your flesh wants to pull you in one direction, but the spirit wants to pull you in the other. When we are controlled by our old ways, our sinful ways, we have a harvest of sin, which equals death. It causes us to be outspoken, uh, to sort of speak our minds, if you would say. If I can be honest with you and myself, Try me real hard and you might get the no-nonsense cookie. That can pull you up real quick even before you even know you've been pulled up. Hashtag let's be clear. I even got this thing where I can pull you up with my eyes. And it's even better now since we have the mask on because your eyes do all the talking for you, right? Listen. You have to know that God is teaching us meekness or gentleness, as some would say, which is temperance or self-control. You have to learn how to control yourself at all times. You have to learn how to control your attitudes and your mood so that you can exuberate the things that God wants us to. This is why we need the fruit versus our flesh. My flesh may want to respond in some certain way, but my spirit should want me to respond in another. He wants us to crucify us to his will and his way. He wants us to cleanse our flesh. For example, we use soap to cleanse the flesh in the natural, but he wants us to use the word to clean the spirit 
and our spiritual souls. So you have to know the difference of your natural flesh and your spiritual flesh. We must begin to use the fruit of the spirit to manage the acts of the flesh because these are the things that get us into trouble. Be the example that you want others to be. When you bear fruit, you carry something. A piece of fruit has skin on the outside. Us, as humans, have skin on the outside. But on the inside, it is usually sweet as can be. Hashtag our fruit of the spirit. Now, I don't want you walking around with your fake fruit. As you can see, I have in this bowl. It's all plastic. You can't squeeze it. You can't eat it. You can't get what's on the inside of it because this is fake fruit. You can't be walking around here saying you a Christian and then cursing somebody out because that is fake fruit. You need to understand that you need to get you a bowl of fresh fruit, things that you can see and touch and feel and squeeze and get the juices from the inside. God wants you to get the fruit of the spirit so that you can be as sweet as he is providing for others what they need to grow so let's break down how fruit grows if you grow fruit you will usually start with dirt most people grow fruit on the ground there are some that grow from the trees but let's relay the growing of the fruit to the growing of your life. See, the dirt for us can sometimes be our past. You know, the stuff that may have crumbled you, the things that you may want to water and wash away, the stuff that you may not want to touch or get your hands dirty, with the stuff that hides down deep below so that it is unseen by others. But see, in that dirt, there's a seed. The seed is what creates the fruit. God is the seed that created the fruit in you. And once you start growing, you will start to see a stem. The stem is the thing that connects you to him. You may be connected, but your limbs may become weak. You know, as a flower, you have different limbs. And sometimes there's a little weak one there. That could be your problems, your sin, whatever it is that is keeping you from getting to the flourishing flower that you need to be. But see, this plant, the energy is going to the dead limbs or the dead leaves. If you pull the dead leaves off, the leaves that are growing better will get stronger. So you have to pluck off those things that are not the fruits of the spirit. You need to make sure that your temperance is showing, your meekness is showing. You are exhibiting your faith because others are depending on you to be the strong limb that they need to hang on to. So you can't be a weak limb. You have to be the strong one. You have to be the one that grows. You have to be the one that they see flourishing. So you need to stand strong. You need to take away those things that are keeping you from growing. Those people that are keeping you from growing. The past that is keeping you from growing and move to where God wants you to move. 
The stem is the thing that connects you to the things that you need to get all of your nutrients from. You must be connected so that your limbs won't become weak. So that means that you must be connected to God. You can't get discouraged because your stem is connected to a vine or a branch because that is what makes you stronger. You need to make sure that you are building your strength just like a plant grows. Once the stem becomes secure, you will start to see new leaves. You will start to see things that will start to cover you and that will grow your fruit and protect your fruit. You know, the things that keep you getting to the place of where you need to get to. So don't be afraid to prune or pluck those things that are keeping you from growing more leaves. Better leaves than the first leaves will begin to flourish when you do. As a horticulturalist, you will know that they will go around a greenhouse and they will just pluck off all the dead leaves because that is you don't want to spend energy on those things. So we have to make sure that we are preparing our lives for our fresh fruit and not our fake fruit. So today I want you to start on the inside so that what you show on the outside is Christ. Somebody is looking at your apple skin. Somebody wants to know, is it sweet on the inside? Is that person a good person on the inside? So you have to know that you have to show your fruit on the outside because somebody is depending on you. Somebody wants to live off of your fruit so they can start producing their own fruit. Realize that if you don't take care of you, God will. And guess what? He is better at it. Allow God to respond for you. Most people think that, oh, I can say what I want, I can do what I want, and there are no consequences. But understand that somebody will suffer from your actions. So please make sure that you are allowing God to respond for you. When you operate in the spirit, you have a supernatural ability to overcome anything. You don't even have to speak or act in times that are tempting you to respond. Everything does not take a response. Invoke your meekness. Invoke your temperance before you speak. Decide what sweet fruit am I going to be today? Be the person the others will describe you as walking in the spirit. They will describe you as walking with your fruit. They will describe you as sharing your fruit, cultivating it more and more each day so that it grows into maturity. Don't let your fruits of the spirits die off this season, saints. Let it grow. Let it show. Let it glow out of you like the likeness of Christ. God has entrusted you with his fruit, and he intended for you to be what, what others need to survive. Sure, you could give someone a good read, but silence on the other part allows God to make all the noise. Just as our bodies need the natural fruit to survive, our souls need the natural fruit of the spirit for the saints to survive. So start on the inside so that you can show on the outside. Each and every day you should die to your flesh and submit to the spirit of God. Are you living by your flesh or are you living by your fruit? Are you giving real fruit 
or are you giving fake fruit? You need to decide that there are things in your life that require you to show a response of God. There are things in your life that require you to show your faith strength. Others are looking to you to survive. You must have faith. You must have faith for the things that you require and that you desire. So God wants you to know that if you live life as he has called us to live, he will provide for you those things that he has promised you. And he's not promising you any fake fruit. He's promising you fruit of the spirit. Turn to your neighbor and say, fruit or flesh, how you living? God wants us to know that the fruit of the spirit is how we should conduct our lives. We should be showing and exhibiting these things for others to see. There are times when we know that our harvest is greater than our feelings of wanting to respond. So you have to know that there's a greater calling on your life. There are deeds that God has in plan for you that you need to accomplish while we're here on this earth. So God is calling you to show the fruit, the skin, the outside, so that they can know what's on the inside. If they can't see your fruit on the outside, they're not going to be able to come to you to get the word of God. How would they know that you are a saint? How would they know that you are a Christian? How would they know that they could come to you for support? This world is in desperate need of us today to show them what we are made of, to show them how we have been grown into the season of fruit that we provide for others to show them that there is a promise on the other side that they can look forward to if they desire the fruit of the spirit we should be able to provide that to them so today saints i ask that as you think about the things that you do in your life as you think about the ways that you respond in your life is it showing your fruit or is it showing your flesh are those things that are tempting you, causing you to move or to live by your flesh or your fruit? It may take you a second to wonder, hmm, what can I do differently? How can I respond differently? Everything doesn't need a response. Sometimes silence is golden. Because when we can be quiet and let God do the work, different results will accomplish. God is there saying that you don't have to work as hard as we think that we have to work. We think that we need to be doing something over and over and over again so that we can get the results. I can share a quick testimony with you. There was something that I was waiting for back in March of this year. I was waiting and I was waiting. And I kept doing things thinking it was helping my cause. So from March through June through September, I'm still waiting. But I am here to today to tell you that God will wait until you are ready to turn it over to him. If you take your hands off of it, he can do the work for you. And all the stress that was happening in March and May and June, all those months before, listen, it wasn't even worth it. 
I received a call that says, the impossible is possible. The things that multiple people told me could not happen, happened for me. The thing that someone says, you will be waiting for three to five years for the results of this, happened to me in months. I am not telling you this story just to brag or to boast, but I'm telling you that when you pray, you have to be direct and specific about your prayers. When you pray to God, you have to say, God, it is not me that's going to do the work. It is you. I turn it over to you. I am going to exhibit my meekness and my temperance, and I'm just going to wait. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to shut up for my hood saints so that God can speak louder and make the noise that needs to be made. These things are not for us to handle. God wants you to put those things in his hands. God wants you to allow your fruit to develop yourselves. Your fruit will let you feel rest easy, feel comfortable, feel less stressed about things that you would normally stress about. If you take your natural body and you give it the fruits that it needs, your body will function better. That's what God wants you to do with the fruit of the spirit. Allow the fruit of the spirit to allow you to function better. So today I close with, are you living by your flesh or your fruit? How you living? Amen. Amen. Let's give another hand for, for that word. Amen. We thank you, uh, Minister Geraldine, for coming forth and coming forth strong. We have now gone through all of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. So um, we are, are very well versed in that. And I want us to really, really take everything from uh, fruition parts one, two, three, and four. Uh, take everything from the last three weeks and really, really, you know, take time to meditate on it. Um, it's not enough just to hear the word on Sunday, but uh, take time out. Look through your notes. Look through the scripture. Read, uh, you know, Galatians 5 and become familiar with the fruit because that is essentially our identity as a believer. Amen? Amen. Um, so we thank you for watching those who joined us on the Facebook live stream we never want to take for granted that everybody uh, who's watching or even here in the room is saved. And so we would like to offer Christ to you. Uh, the Bible says that all you have to do is confess with your mouth and really believe in your heart that God raised his son Jesus from the dead and you are the saved of God. And so we would love to give you that opportunity today. Um, I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you repeat after me and really believe what you're saying, you are saved. Amen? Amen. And so, uh, dear Father, I know I am a sinner and in need of your forgiveness. I believe you died in my place and rose from the grave to make me new. And to prepare me to live in your presence forever. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Take control of my life. Forgive me of my sins. And save me. I place my trust in you. 
and in you alone for my salvation. I accept your free gift of eternal life. I am saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give it up for anybody who prayed that prayer and became a part of the family of God. If you're watching and you prayed that prayer, go ahead and type I am saved so that we can celebrate you. Amen. Um, I, I do have a second thing, though. God desires for us to be in relationship with him, but also biblically, he lets us know that he desires for us to be in fellowship with one another. And so if you're here or if you're watching and you would like to become a part of our fellowship, the Word of Prayer Cultural Center family, we would like to take a moment to invite you to make that happen as well. And so um, it's very imperative that you have others to grow with. Uh, one of the fivefold ministry gifts, uh, according to Ephesians 4.11, is that of a pastor. And that's because God wanted you to have one. And so if you're watching or if you're in the room um, and you would like to become a part of the Wapsie family, in the room, wave your hand if that's you. And if you're watching, just type, I'm part of the family. It's that simple. We welcome you in. Let's give it up for anybody who just became a part of the Wapsie family. Amen. Now it's time to grow. Amen. Well, bless God, um, we are entering, believe it or not, the week of Thanksgiving. And so we are on break from a lot of things. Uh, this week, we don't have WOPBI on Monday or Tuesday. We also don't have Bible study on Wednesday. So enjoy your break, but don't take a break from the word of God. Please, please don't take a break from the word of God. As I said, uh, you know, look in your notes or maybe just go back. If you scroll through my page, you'll see a whole lot of good word. Um, but make sure you keep yourself fed. I know we're going to uh, keep ourselves fed physically this week, but don't neglect keeping yourself fed spiritually. Amen. Anybody believe that a way will be made today where there was no way yesterday? I'm still on that. We're going to hit that on the way out. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching.